You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to the Inspired Mind Podcast with Ella Victoria. Hey everyone, for today's episode, I interviewed Erin May Henry and we had such a great conversation. You guys may know Erin from YouTube. I personally have been watching her videos for quite some time now. She's actually from Melbourne, so she's a fellow Aussie YouTuber and I just love her content. She posts so many videos about mindset, business, and overall, she's just very inspiring and motivating and you get a lot of value out of her content. So she's definitely someone who is worth following. And as well as doing YouTube, Erin also has her own business where she coaches and mentors people who are interested in growing their business and are just like wanting to up level and take the next step in their life. So it was really interesting getting to know that side of her life and how her business works and how she has turned something that she is quite passionate about into a business. So we really focused on passions and hobbies in this episode. We talked a lot about how you can turn a passion into a business, but also how it is important to have hobbies that aren't related to your business. And we also touched on how you can find your passion because I know sometimes it is easier said than done. So she shares so much insight and tips and knowledge from her own personal experience. So I loved just picking Erin's brain and hearing how she got to where she is today. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode. We honestly talk about so many things there is something for everyone in this episode. If you're looking to find a new hobby or a passion, you can listen and learn something. If you're wanting to start a business, you can also gain a lot. And also if you're wanting to turn your passion into a business, we also talk a lot about that. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation and let's get into my chat with Erin. and welcome back. Today I'm joined with the lovely Erin May Henry and I've been watching her for years so I'm very excited to have you on the show Erin. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I've been going through your YouTube content. It's so much fun. I'm so excited to chat. Oh thank you. Since this is the Inspired Mind podcast I like to ask all of my guests what's been inspiring them lately. So what's been inspiring you? Well The thing that's very inspiring to me really at the moment, and I know this sounds really cliche, but with everything that's obviously happened this year, and Mm -hmm. I'm not sure for those listening, if they know, but where I live in Melbourne, we're still in full lockdown, which is obviously a little, little frustrating. But the one thing that I can say I'm fully grateful for out of this whole situation is I just realized how inspiring nature is like I guess not being able to like leave your house and like really treasuring that like hour a day that you're allowed to go out the 
yeah, obviously it's now spring and we're going into summer, like warming up, but just, I've been so inspired by like just getting outside and just really feeling deeply grateful for the beauty of nature. Again, I know it sounds so cliche, but that has just been so game changing for me. Oh, I love that. Have you been able to go for walks and stuff still? Yeah. So the thing is like where I live is quite urban. So there's not a lot of like parks or nature or anything. We're lucky that we have like one pretty good park near us, but our lockdown laws are we're only allowed to leave the house for pretty much like one hour a day or it's two at the moment. But before that it was one hour a day for just exercise or going to the shops. So yeah, I'm like just really been just getting up and, you know, taking my dog for a walk or going exercising in the park and for some reason after it, I just feel so inspired. Maybe it's from the slowing down, like slowing oh, totally. down, getting more, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've just been so inspired by this. And I also, it's the longing for thing. You know, they say absence yeah. makes the heart grow fonder, like the longing to go to the beach and to go on a road trip and all of those things. It just gave me a deep appreciation for how beautiful our earth is. And that's just mm-hmm. been inspiring me to show up more in my business, to show up as a better human being. Like I feel so inspired because there's mm-hmm. so much beauty around us. I know it's so important to take that time out and be in nature. I feel like when you take that time to slow down, like that's when your creative ideas come to you. Like you have to just force that time, you know? hundred percent. And that's the thing I realized as well is that I'm someone who champions taking a lot of time off and taking a lot of time for balance and rest and hobbies. But even still, like this lockdown has made me realize that as someone who so champions taking time to rest and taking time for fun and joy, I was still living a very fast paced life. I was still living very quickly and not really giving myself that space to feel deep gratitude or to get inspired. And so like through slowing down through this time, I've got this whole new perspective of of what it means to actually live free, which sounds counterproductive because obviously, Mm. or counterintuitive because obviously it's not that free right now, but I think beyond this, I will have made some massive shifts. That's so true. I think, yeah, even when there's not as much going on that we can do in the world, we always find ways to make ourselves busy and take on more work and stuff. And sometimes you have to just stop and be like, no, I need to slow down. So I really want to talk to you about how you balance it all. But first of all, I would love to know more about you, who you are, what you do, what your hobbies are, what your interests are. Just tell us all about you. Sure, sure. So hi, everyone. It is lovely to meet you. So as you mentioned before, my name is Erin May Henry. Um, Online, I am a YouTuber, I am a business coach, and I really am, and as I said before, an advocate for helping women to define their own versions of success and build a business and a life that's in alignment with that. I'm really passionate about us breaking down the influence that defines a lot of what we want in life and helping women to overcome their limiting beliefs and connect inwards to what truly, truly, truly sets their soul on fire. So I love that you asked about like, who are you and what are your hobbies? Because that's a big part of what I Mm advise women to do like really really figure out who they are beyond life's achievements you know we're constantly told to get good grades get a good job do all these things but it's Mm -hmm. like I am so about what truly 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 lights you up and yes that can absolutely be your business your vocation your work but it can also be these other areas of life so what lights you up (laughs) so I love 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 honestly like really anything outdoors. Like I love to travel. I love to go do, I love the ocean, you know, all of that. But before lockdown, I haven't been able to do it in a while, but something that I'm really passionate about is martial arts, doing Muay Thai. I really love motocross. So like riding motorbikes in nature, just pretty much anything that is fun, adventurous and outdoors that absolutely lights me up. Oh, I love that. I totally agree as well. Cause like for a while I didn't have any hobbies. I feel like I kind of just became my work in a way. Like my hobby is my job. And then I was like, I need to find other things to do that kind of like sets me apart and just other things to fall back on. I think it's so important for your mental health. Otherwise you just don't know who you are other than your work, you know? Absolutely. And the danger with that is specifically in this online space, you know, we can come up against so many different sorts of challenges, whether it's a challenge that is just really standard in your business, like something goes wrong technologically, or there's a client that wants a refund or something like that. But, you know, as YouTubers as well, like we can get that really, really bad hate comment. And when your life is really made up of just your vocation, your work, Mm -hmm. that can really take 
take a toll when something negative does happen. Yeah. You know, if you thought of it like a pie chart, if a hundred percent of your life is your work, essentially when something bad happens, it's taking a dig at 100% of your life versus if your work oh is gosh. say like, 30% of your life, you still have that other beautiful, you know, 70% mm-hmm. that you can fall back on or retreat to, or just realize that this person, maybe they're attacking me or this situation is challenging me, but it's, it's just a small section of who I am. Yeah, You're literally speaking my language. Like I think about this all the time because, you know, like I, like I said before, I, my whole world is my work. And I think it's really important to have more of an identity because like, if I do have someone leave me a hate comment or say a video doesn't perform as well, I kind of take it personally. And it feels like it's an attack on me a little bit when really it's not like you need to know there's so much more to you. And I think that applies to like every single job. I think it's good just to branch out and do a few things. So you're obviously an entrepreneur and you do a bunch of different things. So tell us, when did you start your entrepreneurial journey and how did you start? So I... this is going to sound again, so cliche, but I feel like I really always was meant to be an entrepreneur. You know, I was one of these people who really didn't do well at school, really didn't do well at like following other people's um, guidelines or rules in particular. And I always like the thing that I always just dreamt of was being in control of my own timetable. And I know that sounds weird, but I always just wanted to be in control of my own life, my decisions, what I did, how I showed up. I didn't want to be, you know, run by my shift times. I didn't want to be run by the train timetable. Like I just wanted to be a hundred percent in control of my own time. And so I always had the desire to really do something for myself, but I would say my entrepreneurial journey really did start actually when I started my YouTube channel, I wasn't necessarily making any money or anything off it back then, but I always had a plan that it was going to turn into something big. So at the time I was studying business and public relations and I went to this event, you know, just a part of my course where one of the speakers actually gave the advice that if you did want to kind of ride this new digital entrepreneurial wave, the first thing that you should do is get online and build an audience. Like that's what you should be doing Mm -hmm. because when you start to build a brand and when you start to build an audience, you have so much freedom and flexibility with that. I actually recently watched the Paris Hilton documentary. I don't know if anyone else has seen it. I saw you say that on your stories. Uh, But like one thing she talks about is like that she always wanted to build a brand. And I'm obviously really passionate about personal branding. And I really do think that building a brand, building a community, community, building that network, even if you're not really doing the thing right in the beginning, it gives you the freedom and flexibility to build out yourself online. So I took that advice like incredibly literally to the point where the next day I started my YouTube channel. At the time, I really didn't know like what I was going to talk about, what I was going to do with it, how I was going to make money and build a living online, but I knew I just had to just build this audience. And so For the first couple of years, I was just, you know, creating fitness content, lifestyle content, nothing major. I wasn't even super passionate about fitness. It was just kind of what was there at the time. Mm. Um, But then at the end of 2016, so during 2016, I actually got made redundant from my call center job and finished graduating, like graduated uni. And then I started my first business, which was a social media marketing business. I didn't really enjoy it. I had a lot of fear in that business. I didn't really grow it, but the fear that it gave me led me into the pursuit of self-development, which led me into coaching and kind of led me to where I am today. Mm. Would you say it's completely different what you do now than to like when you first started out? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think anyone who's on YouTube for as long as I've been, so it's been six years now, actually six years and 10 days. Officially. Oh, congratulations. Um, <laughs> happy anniversary. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started like October 4th or something like that uh, in 2014. So I... Yeah, I think for anyone who's been on YouTube as long as I am, like naturally it is going to grow and evolve and change. I mean, no one really sticks to something that long unless there is an evolution within there. At the start, I really was doing it both as a hobby, but also with the intention of it eventually going somewhere. And I loved that different to now. Like I still love creating content. Don't get me wrong. I love talking. I love just speaking about all the things that I'm passionate about. But I guess the biggest difference today is that I have a lot more responsibility. You know, I have a team, I have uh, clients, I have an audience, I have launches, I have structure, I have all of these different things that say my YouTube channel needs to integrate into versus Mm. me just being like, 
oh, I'm just going to create this video today, whatever. And who cares how it goes, you know? Yeah. So there's yeah. a little more pressure, but I kind of enjoy it at the same time as, you know, it's obviously a little freer in the beginning. Yeah. And so when did you start your business then? Because you've had your YouTube channel for six years. When did you branch off and start your business? Yeah. So I started my business at the beginning of 2017. So my first business was during 2016. It was a social media marketing business, but to be honest, I was doing that kind of on the side, you know, as a little Mm -hmm. cash job, don't tell the government. Um, (laughs) Since 2013, I was doing social media marketing just on the side, turned it into like a full kind of business in 2016. But again, just, I really, for some reason, it was fine with the clients that I already have. But when it came to starting to like market myself and put myself out there, I just had so much imposter syndrome. I was really insane. Like I'd never experienced that before. And they obviously don't teach you anything about mindset in uni. And so as someone who I thought I was a pretty confident person, you know, I started a YouTube channel within a day of realizing that I wanted to start it, but yeah, it was just like a whole nother kettle of fish in that first business. But I'm so glad it happened because now I deal with so many women and I work with so many women who are experiencing imposter syndrome and fear of putting themselves out there, fear of charging. You know, a lot of people have a fear of selling and promoting themselves and all of that. And if I hadn't have gone through that experience myself, I don't think I would have necessarily been able to be as helpful as I can now. But to answer your question, the business that I run now, I started in 2017. Oh, wow. And that's obviously evolved since then as well. So can you tell us a little bit about your business and what exactly it involves? Like what's a day in your life like? Sure. So I am at the core of it, really a coach, a teacher, a mentor, you know, I know a lot of people use those terms interchangeably and a content creator. Those are like the two hats that I wear predominantly in my business, but basically if you broke it down into the two sections, so I have my YouTube channel, I have my podcast, a lot of the work that I am doing, you know, no day is the same. Some days I'm the CEO, some days I'm the coach, some days I'm the content creator. But when I am creating content, you know, it is just about really, really coming up with ideas, fletching out those ideas, getting guests on, interviewing them, creating videos, editing. I do some of my editing myself and my partner does some of it. But then when I am wearing the coach hat, yes, which I'm really, really thankful for, because sometimes it gets a little crazy, but um, when I'm wearing the coach hat, you know, it really is just about being there. So I have one-on-one clients. um, And then I also have group coaching programs. I have a membership as well. So it is just really creating content for them, showing up for them, having calls with them. But specifically what I do as a coach, uh, like I mentioned kind of in the beginning is what I do is I use personal development, a little bit of spirituality to help women get out of their own way, get out of their own heads, stop doubting themselves so that they can A, show up as a leader online and build that community around them and then turn that community into a business. Mm -hmm. So I work both with people who are just starting out on their journeys and they are wanting to leave their nine to five job or they're wanting to have a life of financial and time freedom, but they're probably just experiencing a lot of, you know, what I was experiencing, that imposter syndrome, that fear and that self-doubt. But then on the other side of things, I also work with a lot of women who have audiences, maybe on YouTube or with their podcast, but they're kind of, you know, relying on AdSense or they're relying on brand deals and they're not really building that entrepreneurial side of their, their online journey themselves. So yeah really just helping women do awesome stuff online if I was going to summarize it in a sentence. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Honestly, I feel like I need to do some coaching with you because like, that's something that I often think about is like ways to branch out from just, you know, doing YouTube because I've been doing it for six years now. And all I've really been doing is just sponsorships and having my AdSense and I've started doing affiliate stuff, but I've just been really relying on that. But I think you know, as time's gone by, I'm like, it would be really nice to have some other things to fall back on and just kind of start a new journey, you know, like, and just evolve. But sometimes it's really hard to know how to do that, isn't it? Like I haven't got to university and I haven't had anyone guide me. So it is nice to have people to be able to talk to and mentor you. So I guess that's what you do. Yeah. Absolutely. And the thing is as well, like so many women say statements, like you just said, like, I haven't gone to uni, I haven't done this yet. And 
you know, not saying this is what you necessarily Mm. just did, but they kind of make that determine what's available for them. Forgetting that we have so much more available to us online. Like you can learn anything you need to online just because you haven't previously had higher education or you haven't previously had experience in a particular area. If there's something that you are truly passionate about, because that is the big key, you can absolutely start today and start building your way towards mastering that specific niche and then monetizing that specific niche. Mm. So say, for example, you I don't know, just really, really wanted to help people with their time management, just a random example. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of had some experience, but not really. And you could do, go do like hours and hours and hours of courses on time management and start coming up with your own uh, you know, sort of uh, philosophies around time management. You could start coming up with your own systems around time management. Maybe you could start teaching that for free to some people. Then when you get a lot of demand around that, you can start maybe creating a course around that. Like, yeah, there are some specific niches or some specific areas that absolutely do require some type of formal education, specifically any that deals with psychology on a deeper level. You know, obviously you can't offer therapy or to anyone online unless you've Mm. got that higher education and when you're dealing specifically with like people's bodies so a lot of the times with like fitness and health and nutrition and things like that it's good to have those accreditations but for the most part a lot of the entrepreneurs online they don't necessarily have the higher education or the certificates to prove that they have the skills they have the experience and the knowledge and the know-how to actually get people results because they've gone out there and they've accumulated that knowledge themselves and they've just mastered it along the way. I mean, I say this all the time, like as a business coach, like, yes, I absolutely have a business degree, but the reality is I saw so many people who got the same degree as me that didn't show up to one class that just flew by, by getting, you know, really, really terrible grades, being in groups where they didn't do any of the work. And they, you know, when you're in a group project and you get one result for the entire group. Who's Mm. to say that that person is more experienced at teaching business than the person who maybe doesn't have the degree, but has been in business for three or four years, studying it, obsessed with it, helping people to start businesses, making money online, doing it passionately, caring about business, caring about their community. Like you make the judge, but I think just because someone has a piece of paper doesn't necessarily make them the most experienced person for the job. Mm, that's so interesting. And I, I really want to have a think about that in just different ways to branch out. So is it something that you've always done? Like, have you always had something else on the side when you've done YouTube? Like, have you always had something else that you've been working on? Yeah. So when I was like first starting out was when I was still studying, I didn't really necessarily have an entrepreneurial endeavor. Like I didn't know how I was necessarily going to monetize it. And I didn't even know how to switch on my ads. So I didn't make any money for like the first like two or three years or two years on business. I didn't even know what AdSense was, to be honest. I did one brand deal for like some scales and they gave me a hundred dollars and I I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until, yeah, like I really, really dove deep into obviously starting my first business and then starting the business that I have today. But again, and this is a thing, like the advice that I give to everyone is don't be afraid to just start. What mm-hmm. stops a lot of people from building a business online or even starting YouTube is they feel like they've got to have the perfect topic, the perfect niche, the perfect product idea, the perfect, you know, and on YouTube, the perfect camera setup or mm-hmm. all of the little things like they have to have all their ducks in a row. But the reality is like, it's so much better to just start. It's so much better to just experiment with things. Like I wouldn't be here where I am today, you know, running this business with the audience that I have, with all the opportunities that are coming my way. If I hadn't uploaded my first video, which was my review of the Kayla Itzina's bikini body guide, you know what I mean? Like how far from what I do today is that video? So, so far, Mm. but I just started experimenting and that naturally led me into all these different avenues. It's like when you take one step forward, it presents you multiple options and then you keep stepping and stepping and stepping and so many more doors open up. Yeah. I like to listen to the podcast, um, the skinny confidential, and they always say like launch fast and then adjust. And I just think that's so true. Like, I mean, you can just like, you know, think about something for ages, but I just think you learn more from just doing it and starting and then learning along the way. And I guess that's probably what you've done, right? You've just kind of put yourself out there and then you've learned more about how to be a business coach along the way. 
Absolutely. So I, there's an entrepreneur that I absolutely love her work. I can't say her last name. I think her name's like Mickey Agrawal. If I butchered her name, like don't, (laughs) don't, don't come at me, but she's the woman who invented the thinks period pants, you know, the underwear. Yeah. Um, And she has invented a whole bunch of other business. She has like a really successful pizza restaurant. She has this like just a whole bunch of other stuff. And one of her talks one day, which will stick with me forever, she says, an entrepreneur's best friend is iteration. You know, iteration being fixing things as you go. So starting with something and making small adjustments every single day, every single time you upload a piece of content, every single day, month, week, year, like making those small iterations is going to get you to where you want to go rather than trying to make it perfect before you ever Mm -hmm. launch. The classic saying is, you know, if you wait for it to be perfect, you'll be waiting forever. Progress over perfection. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so have like your passions changed then? You said you started off with health and fitness and then now you obviously focus on mindset on YouTube and business. How have they changed over the years? Yeah, but I think every single human being evolves and changes and I'll answer the question in a second, but classic, I just want to have a little rant. Like I feel like so many people also have a lot of hesitation about getting into the online space because they're afraid. What if I change my mind? What Mm -hmm. if I'm no longer passionate about this thing in two, three years from now? And going back to what I said in the beginning, that's why it's so important to have a personal brand because if people are associated with you rather than just what you do, it's so much easier to grow and evolve and go in different directions. I mean, I'm a Gemini. So I change my mind about what I want every day. Like I want to dress in a new style every week. I'm like a completely different person from hour to hour, let alone like, you know, year to year. And so I used to really fight that part of me because I thought, no, I've just got to have this really solid brand. People need to recognize me. But as soon as I started embracing that it is just a part of human evolution to change and grow and be different, like then it was so much more freeing for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my hobbies and my passions and who I am and how I show up not only have changed since I first started my business, I used to be super into like weightlifting. I was super into like veganism and stuff back then. And obviously now I'm doing like motocross, but then also really into like feminine energy and spirituality, like loving the duality of those two things together. You know, I think it's just when, and here's a little story to represent my point. When I was doing fitness and the Kayla Itzanis Bikini Body Guide and all of this lifestyle content, I had grown my audience to about 20,000. And then at the start of 2017, I changed my content just instantly, like changed my content, started talking about business, mindset, social media. And I had an audience about 20,000. That allowed me that when I did launch my business coaching business to have people enroll straight away. It's not like I had to start from scratch. It's not like as soon as I started uploading different content, people were like, peace, I'm out. I don't want a part of this. I mean, a lot of people did, but there were a lot of people who just trusted me because they knew me from online, even though I was talking about health and fitness and lifestyle, but they knew me and they trusted me. So then when I came out and I said, Hey, I'm doing business coaching now. Like, let me help you build your business. I've done it before. I can help you do it now. Like people were there and they trusted me. So don't be afraid to just, again, try things, iterate. If you go in one direction and then you completely pivot, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're a good person, you care about your audience and you deliver value. Some people will come along no matter what it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like my channel and my personal brand has changed so much as well, but very organically. And like I started off with makeup and then I moved on to lifestyle and I still do lifestyle now, but I'm very much into personal development now. And I'm like, it's crazy to think that in a few years, like I'll be so different, but I definitely have gone through times when I felt like a bit stuck and lost. Have you ever felt like that? Like, have you got to a point where you're like, I feel like this phase is over. I need to kind of find something new to focus on and like something new to make content on. Absolutely. And here's another point I want to make on that. Like I was 24 years old when I started uploading YouTube videos. I'm 30 now. Like you would expect that someone is going to change and evolve and go through many seasons of life over the course of those years. I mean, look at Justin Bieber, for example, if he was still singing in a high pitched voice with a bowl cut, do you think people would listen to him? No, like it's his evolution as he's grown up, people grow up with him. And that's the same as what's going to happen to you or any entrepreneur slash creator online. But yes, with that has come many, many moments where I feel 
absolutely like, I have no idea what the F I am doing, to be honest. And that's also super, super natural. I mean, for a lot of it, it comes from self-doubt. Like I knew when I wanted to start more incorporating personal branding into entrepreneurialism rather than just helping people sort of make money and make sales online. I had a coach that actually told me it wasn't a good idea. So for a long time, I was just like doubting myself. Do people really want this or content creators and entrepreneurs, two totally separate worlds. And there have been other times where, you know, I am going through changes and evolutions and I just feel lost. I question, you know, who even am I again as a, uh, as a Gemini? I've written so many times in my journal, like, who am I? I'm annoying myself because every time I have an evolution, I'm like, I feel like I'm starting mm-hmm. over. But I think if we surrender to the fact that life as human beings on this planet. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Isn't about smooth sailing, it's not just about okay, I'm going to define exactly who I am. I'm going to find the perfect job. I'm going to live out my life. I mean, I know that for some people, that's kind of the painted reality of what we should be striving towards. But what reality actually looks like is a roller coaster. You know, we'll have times of our lives that are absolutely amazing and times of our life where we will go through extreme challenges, a lot of it external, much of it internal, you know, times where we feel so confident and the times where we're riddled with self-doubt. But I think when you do surrender to life being a journey that is a little bumpy, it makes it easier to kind of navigate through those darker times, knowing that there is going to be a time where you're just bossing it basically on the other side of it. Do you have any advice for anyone who might be going through that time at the moment that's feeling a little bit lost? Because like, I don't know, it's just really reassuring when someone else gives their advice and says how they've got through it. For sure. My number one advice is to reach out for help. Like during those times that have been the most challenging for me, I have really, really leaned on my business besties, my masterminds, my partner, my family, my friends. Like I know, you know, we're not all in situations where our friends even really get what we're doing, but the online space is such a good way to connect and find like-minded people. And when I have been going through those challenges, leaning on my like business besties and my mastermind who have been either going through similar challenges or even can just cheerlead from the sidelines has been the thing that has really got me through. And sometimes, you know, it's just having someone to vent to and someone to get it all out to, like that is quite cathartic in and of itself, just having that cleansing experience. Mm -hmm. And then for someone to go, right, now let's start like rebuilding from here. But having connections, building friendships and having people there for you is always my number one connection for challenges. Yeah, yeah. And um, do you have any advice for how people can maybe find their passion? So obviously at the moment, you are very passionate about mindset, you were saying, but like how can someone find what they're passionate about? Because I know sometimes I felt like that. I'm like, I don't even know like what I like. I guess that's where hobbies come in, right? For sure. And it is really down to experimenting. Another really practical example, like I used to be so, so into weightlifting. Like I loved it so much. I loved going to the gym and lifting weights. I used to be like super, super, super fit. And kind of from 2018, 2019, I really just got into like building my business and my health fell by the wayside a little bit. But towards the end of 2019, I was like, no, I need to do something about this. I started trying to go back to the gym and I was like, oh, I just hate this. I find it so unenjoyable. Like I'm really struggling to get myself there. And that is always an indication to me. Like there's a difference between fear associated in action and 
actually not enjoying something. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we push ourselves to do things that we thoroughly just don't, don't enjoy. And so for me, I was like, you know what? There's so many different ways I can move my body. I'm going to find one that works for me. You know, is it going to be dance? Is it going to be a sport? Is it going to be something else? And that's how I found Muay Thai martial arts, right? Okay. And so that, again, just rejecting that, fitness has to look like one particular way and experimenting with a bunch of different stuff until I found something that I was actually like, Hmm, this is kind of fun. And it's the same with our passions for the online space, whether it is to create content around or to create a business around like, I know this is going to sound really elementary, but make a list of stuff that you're at least slightly interested in and start going and experimenting those things, buy some books on it. Do you find it just extremely challenging to even get through one book of a particular topic, you're probably not that passionate about it. And that's okay. Mm. Is there something that your YouTube, you know, obviously outside of entertainment and things like that, but is there something that your YouTube history is filled with? Like for me, I know spirituality and mindset is a big part of what I just naturally start clicking on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So that's an indicator to me that I thoroughly enjoy that type of content. Mm-hmm. I mean, have a look at what YouTube's suggesting to you. It's a pretty smart algorithm. They know what you like maybe more than you even do. So, so you know what true. I mean? Literally just go on TikTok. <laughs> it like, it's so personalized to you. That's a really good tip actually. And then like, do you have any advice for anyone who wants to maybe turn their passion into a business? Cause obviously you've done that, but you've also kept some of your passions separate and you've kept them as hobbies. So the big distinction that I would say is you've got to assess sustainability. And I know that sounds a little complicated, but what I mean by that is if someone were to ask me right now, do you think you're going to be riding motocross for the rest of your life? If someone asked you a bunch of questions about motocross, would you be passionate to answer? And for me, if I was honest with myself, the answer is probably no. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I'm super passionate about this thing now. And I may ride for the next 20 years of my life, but is it something that I would be willing to talk about all day, every day? Probably not, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to choosing which passion you should essentially turn into a business or start trying to pursue into a business, it's really asking yourself like, and again, I know I said before you can pivot, but at least for a starting point, it's asking yourself like, am I passionate enough about this thing that I'm willing to grow and learn and have conversations about and develop. You know, I mentioned to you before we started recording that I obviously have done lots of different podcast episodes, meaning that I've spoken about business and mindset many, many times in my life. Mm -hmm. Could I do that for motocross? Muay Thai? Probably not. I just, I I feel like it's something for me and I don't, I don't necessarily feel like having that kind of impact on the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that is a good indicator. But again, don't be afraid of trying something and then pivoting if it doesn't turn out to be the way that you thought it would be. And then turning it into a business really, like I've kind of alluded to, the first thing I would say is just get online and start building an audience in that particular niche. Mm -hmm. Is it starting a YouTube channel, starting a podcast, even just starting an Instagram? Like I know it's really, I know it's like time and effort and you've got to create content, but you've just got, you know, you essentially just have to start somewhere. But Something I teach, so I've got my group coaching program, Simply Business, and something that I teach in that is why I call it Simply Business is because business in and of itself is actually pretty simple. You know, just like going to the gym and say doing a bicep curl, the concept of that is pretty simple. I mean, it's still hard work, still a lot of people have resistance towards it, but the actual mechanics of that is quite simple. Similarly with business, when it comes to the online space, these lifestyle-based businesses, I'm not referring to like multinational corporations, but for a lifestyle personal brand-based business, build an audience and sell them something that they need, you know, Mm -hmm. sell them a solution to their problems, whether that's a service like business coaching or whether that's, you know, bedding, like if you had a linen company, right? Yeah. Whatever it is, build an audience who know, like, and trust you and know that you're interested in the thing that you're selling and sell them that product because they have a need, desire, or or Mm. a problem. So would you say that like your YouTube and social media platforms have really helped your business and then vice versa, your business has helped your social media platforms? Absolutely. And that is such a good way to phrase it as well, because, you know, I don't have the biggest YouTube channel in the entire world, but it's not necessarily my goal to have like a huge, huge, huge audience for no reason. But (laughs) the thing is as well, like I, you know, feel pretty blessed in that I do have quite an engaged 
active audience, specifically on Instagram. And that is because a, I'm so passionate about my business. I'm sure like, you know, really, really focusing on developing this community. Like that has always been my number one goal. I don't see people as numbers on my subscriber account. I see people as people, people that I can help people that I can serve people that ask me questions, have Mm -hmm. conversations. So showing up with that kind of mindset towards my audience has yes, helped my audience grow on all the platforms, but then also because of the way that they're going in that way, it does make it really easy for me to sell and to make money and to grow my business. Mm, It's like what people say, it's like connect, not collect like with followers. Um, But would you say it's like really important to diversify your income streams, like especially as a content creator? I would say it's a safe option, you know? So I don't know for everyone listening, whether they were well aware of what happened with YouTube, like they called it the adpocalypse. That really ruined a lot of people's income because a lot of people require uh, relied on their YouTube AdSense. And if their content no longer met the guidelines when the guidelines did change and they're changing all the time, you know, every yeah. time there's evolution in culture, the YouTube guidelines are changing. So you could have a whole bunch of content that is one day appropriate for monetization. And then one day, just all of your content isn't, I mean, I watch someone who on YouTube, who just so happens to, you know, have an extremely large chest, like naturally, and she can't monetize her videos if she wears like a low cut top, you know? So it's like, she has to cover up or don't get paid basically, you know what I mean? So it's Mm. like, there's so many different things that can affect say like YouTube AdSense and that can change at any moment. Similarly, like in the coaching industry, right? So I obviously am a business coach. I do a lot of mindset coaching. The coaching industry is heavily under-regulated at this stage. You know, it's not like say personal training where you have to have a certification and you have to have insurance. Mm -hmm. So if they were to come out and to put a regulation on this industry, that might affect a lot of people who don't have, you know, the money to invest in the insurance or in the certification that they need to get. And so any type of entrepreneurial endeavor does come with some associated risks. And so what you can do is diversify your income, have multiple different sources of income, similarly to having multiple areas of your life. If something happens to one, it's not going to have as much of a detrimental effect. So yeah, having multiple sources of income, some are obviously going to be more profound than others, but it's just a safety kind of net for you as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I had no idea about like the YouTube ad apocalypse is this like a recent thing or is it it was like 2017 i think so um search it it's really like i mean it didn't affect me in any kind of way so i actually didn't really notice the one of my favorite yoga um platforms started talking about it which similarly i think that she maybe was getting to monetize because of like maybe some of the clothes she was wearing was inappropriate or something i don't know but there's only a certain amount of skin that you can show now um to be advertiser friendly and all of this stuff yeah so it's very interesting but yeah a lot of people who and i know a a really um sort of well-known example is philip defranco do you know who he is i know his name i probably know his face (laughs) so he does like news reports kind of like cultural pop culture news reports you know what's going on talks about a lot of different things some serious topics and some kind of YouTube related topics, but his quote, I won't say it here, obviously, but his quote is like, what's up you beautiful B. Yeah. So he like says a swear word. Yeah. Um, and in every single video. And now that was like no longer advertiser friendly. Mm-hmm. So basically every single video that was getting monetized wasn't able to, I don't know if like what happened after that, but that was like one of the biggest causes for concern when all of this was happening. Wow. You have to be so careful. Like it's so hard to know if you're doing something that does affect your channel. Like sometimes, you know, I, I don't know if you've noticed this with your channel or anything, but with mine, sometimes like my views will drop in certain months and things like that. I'm like, I wonder if like, that's just random or if maybe I've done something on YouTube and then YouTube's not favoring my content. Like it's so hard to know. So I think it is very important to like have a few things going on at the same time. And would you recommend like for someone like me or someone who is in this kind of space would like coaching and things like that really help like doing that kind of thing? Yeah, so it absolutely can. I mean, it's 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 depending on really what it is that you're wanting to achieve. Why I'm so passionate about coaching, like I've spent a lot of money on coaching yeah. at this stage 
A, as I mentioned before, I just love having someone to be there for me when I'm going through a struggle, when I'm up leveling and I'm kind of doubting myself. Like it's really good to have that support and accountability. You know, if you think mm. traditionally what a coach is, I mean, I immediately think of sport when I think of a coach, um, you know, the coach isn't there to do anything other than teach and support, you know, and that's really yeah. what a coach can help you to do. But a lot of people do do it themselves. Generally, it just takes a little yeah. bit more trial and error, maybe a little bit more time. What a coach can do for you is essentially cut through all of that trial and error period, teach you the best practices and the best way to achieve the results that you want, and then also be there to support you. So you mm. don't end up, you know, subsequently quitting because maybe you're doubting yourself. So yeah. I find coaching very valuable and very helpful, you know, in any area of life, whether it's hiring a life coach, a mindset coach, a nutrition coach, a business coach. Like if you want to get to your goals faster, absolutely. I'm not, I don't want to sit here like some of the coaches in the industry will say and say that coaching is the only way because it's absolutely not you know plenty of people do it without a coach but what I'm saying is the benefits of it is it can it can be a shortcut to success but really if you're someone who thrives off accountability and support having a coach or having a mastermind or a mentor is probably going to be I've never done it before so it's really interesting to me and um I was gonna ask you as well what exactly is a mastermind because I've heard you talk a lot about it and I was like what's a mastermind sounds so interesting I mean it sounds probably more interesting than I mean it's super interesting but it sounds more complicated (laughs) than it actually is yeah mastermind essentially just a group of people who get together with a common goal you know so for me I've got masterminds online um you know even I know we were talking about before about some of our sort of YouTube connections like Rachel and Hannah and Anna and all of them like we have masterminds where we would get together and we would all talk about our channels so the common goal is we all obviously want to grow on youtube reach more people um, and start businesses and have businesses and run businesses as well so we would all get together and support one another and offer each other advice on whatever projects we were working on that's essentially what a mastermind is it's like they call it a mastermind because it's like one mind one goal you know Mm -hmm. it's like having a little group it's like like everyone with the same goal just to uplift each other. That's so nice though. Cause I feel like, especially when you are an entrepreneur or a content creator, or you just do something where you work for yourself, it can get quite lonely. So just having other people to talk to and reassure you, that would be so nice. But next I wanted to ask you, like, how do you keep learning as a coach? Cause I guess, you know, you have to keep learning and having new things to bring to the table. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. So multiple ways. I um, created a video on this recently, so I can definitely send you the link for that if you want. But like, I really, it's all about dedicating the time to it. So the two (laughs) ways in which I learn, actually, sorry, three ways in which which I really learn. The first way is I actually have dedicated time in my calendar for study. You know, I'll go in and I'll do courses that I'm enrolled in or like content from the coach that I'm working with at the time, or I'll just go on YouTube and I'll learn about a particular topic, Skillshare, like any of those platforms. Like I have made a big list of all of the topics and subtopics and complementary topics that support the mission that I'm on, the mission to help women become the best versions of themselves so they can make a positive impact online, right? That's my mission. Mm-hmm. And so anything that supports that, whether it's, I've got a list of it here, it's on my wall, but like health, spirituality, mindset, self-love, unblocking, limiting beliefs, abundance, environment, relationships, building an audience, online visibility, like all mm-hmm. of these topics, I will go just choose one of those and I will just learn something about it. I've got as you can see here, I know the audience can't see, but lots and lots of journals and I'm always constantly Mm -hmm. writing things down. So study time is the first way. Second way is just constantly like reading books, listening to audio books. You know, if I'm doing my makeup, listening to an audio book. And the third way is really these interviews. So as you're interviewing me now, I have a podcast where I interview people as well. I learn so much and I mostly interview my students and my clients, but even still I learn so much from having Mm. conversations with people both in masterminds interview settings going to events things like that yeah I think that's such a good tip just to allow that time to learn because I know that sometimes like I find it really hard to just allow that time I think I saw it on your Instagram story or something you were saying oh I'm allowing an hour to do research I think it was since like was it feminine energy or something like that I was like that is such a good idea I was very inspired by that so I don't know, I think that's a really good tip because, you know, with our job, especially you do have to constantly be evolving and learning new things and bringing like value to the table. So I think that's a really good tip. 
And I know that you're very passionate about mindset. Your whole YouTube channel is about that. So I wanted to ask you if you've got any mindset tips that you can share that have helped you within your business. The number one mindset thing, and this is something that a revelation I've actually had more so this year, but mindset is obviously such a broad topic, but the one area of mindset that I think people should be focusing on if they want to be a content creator, an entrepreneur, or anything that involves putting yourself out there, receiving money, like anything that's really based on you being the product is that you have to start working on your self-worth, mm-hmm. self-belief, self-worth. You can use those words interchangeably, but self-worth really is at the core of it. So yeah. my number one tip when it comes to mindset is we all have limiting beliefs, you know, stories that are perpetuated because maybe they started in our childhood or things that we just naturally believe because they've been passed down to us by society or our family, you know, whether it's making money is evil, whether it's, you know, maybe your older brother said to you when you were five that you're not smart, you're never going to do anything in life. Like that stuff can really stick Mm -hmm. with us. And so by working on these self-worth and working on overcoming these limiting beliefs, it really is like, if you thought of your body as being like a sandbag holding down a balloon, it's like taking the sand out, taking all the things that are weighing you down so that you can eventually fly Mm -hmm. free. And so when I say working on your mindset, work on your self-belief, work on your self-trust, work on your self-worth. Yeah. And how would you do that? I saw actually in one of your recent videos, you were saying you do a lot of mirror work, which I thought was really interesting. I haven't heard too many people talk about that. So maybe you could talk about that for a bit. So there's so many different modalities that you can use. That's the great thing about personal development and mindset and spirituality is that there's really something for everyone. It's like not a one size fits all scenario where it's like, this is the only way to overcome your limiting beliefs. There are so many different things that you can do. And similarly to what we were talking about before with passion, just keep trying different things until you find something that fits Mm -hmm. really well. So mirror work is essentially like having a counseling session with yourself in the mirror, staring deep into your own eyes. It can be incredibly powerful. Most people will cry the first time they do it. Some people can't even look at themselves in the eye, Mm -hmm. but, you know, saying things to yourself, like I am worthy of success. I am worthy of love. Like I am worthy of receiving like Mm -hmm. these affirmations, but really staring deep into your own eyes. And you may not believe it in the beginning, but just keep doing it until you start to rewrite those neurological pathways and overwrite those negative stories. Journaling, EFT tapping is another one as well, where it's tapping on the meridian points of your body to move energy. Um, Working with a therapist, if you're finding that you do have like some deep rooted trauma or some real more... Um, harder to get to issues, working with a therapist, mm-hmm. working with a counselor, working with a life coach. There's just so many different things that you can do. You've got to just, what's available to you, first of all, but then also what type of person are you and what are you going to most enjoy doing so you actually stick to it? Mm, there's some really good tips. And do you have any like daily habits that you've implemented into your routine to help you achieve your goals with a positive mindset? For sure. So journaling is a big one for me. Like I do a lot, a lot, a lot of journaling, but also for me, exercise slash moving my body is such a big part of my own personal routine. Like I think it can get, like we can get really stagnant in life. You know, energy doesn't flow through as much as it should, you know, we're supposed to be moving around. So I think just incorporating some type of movement, some type of exercise, Um, Something that I've learned also recently, again, I know I obviously spoke about like nature, but nature from the perspective of nourishment as well. Like I've really Mm. been focusing on like making sure I know this again, it sounds so cliche and like elementary, but it's the simple tips that really work. I think sometimes we're always looking for like the complicated, like magic pill to success, but all those simple things, hydrating, eating, nourishing, healthy foods, getting enough sleep, having deep connection with people, which again, I know is difficult at this time, but whether or not it's online or you know, one person in a park or something, but having deep connections with people, moving your body, journaling, learning new things, like all of these things that you hear over and over again, when you ask me like what my routines are, those are it. Like those very simple habits that we know are good for us when you actually make them a part of your experience rather than Mm. just starting and stopping and starting and stopping with them, then that's how you actually develop your own personal development Mm. and mindset. 
Yeah. And do you have like your own routine, like, you know, that you fall back on, like your morning routine, night routine and things like that? And has it changed a lot? Obviously, with lockdown, I'm sure like it would have helped you actually having a routine. Yeah. So here's the thing. I used to be someone who got really, really type A about my morning routine. I used to write it out as a list. And it's like, if I didn't do the first thing, my whole, like, I might as well not even bother. I might as well just scroll on my phone and whatever, you know? Yeah. So one thing I realized was like how detrimental that mindset actually was. And then, so what I did was I asked myself, like, what is the point of actually doing a morning routine? Like, what is the point of actually having these routines in place? The point of having a morning routine is to feel good. If you have such a strict morning routine that it actually doesn't feel good, it's counterproductive to what you're actually trying to achieve. And so for me, I realized, okay, my number one goal in the morning is to feel good. So I'm going to have a routine of doing whatever feels good. Some Mm -hmm. mornings that's waking up and going for a really long nature walk. Some mornings that's waking up and doing a full spiritual routine with cards and cleansing and breath work and all of these things. Some morning it's getting up and reading a book. Some morning it's getting up and having a shower. Some mornings it's getting up and having a dance, you know, doing a workout. Like my routine is to do what intuitively feels good in any moment of any part of the day. Yeah. I'd love to know what like your spiritual like rituals and things that you do are because I, I love that kind of stuff as well. I think it's so interesting. Yeah. So the big things for me are, so when it comes to like manifestation in particular, the big things for me are journaling is like the core of it all for me. I do a lot, a lot, a lot of journaling, whether it's like a new moon ritual, a full moon ritual. It's just basically me journaling Mm -hmm. with the intention of what energy is happening at that point in time. Um, But I do lots of different little things. Like I pull cards, like I have a lot of like Oracle cards, tarot cards and things like that as well. Mm -hmm. But spirituality, I think sometimes, you know, a lot of people are looking for the little tools and the little Uh, things that are going, the aesthetics of spirituality, but spirituality is just feeling connected, you know, feeling connected to something beyond you. So even what I was saying before about like being in nature, I found this really, really cool, like pond near my house. And I went and just like sat there and just like was really present in the moment. Like that was a deep spiritual moment for me, just as much as like, you know, working with crystals or, you know, having a goddess energy bath or something like that. I mean, I do all of that stuff as well, Mm -hmm. but the goal again of spirituality is similarly to the morning routine. The goal of that is to feel good. The goal of spirituality is to feel high vibe. You could, if you will, and feel connected to raise yourself on the Omega scale of emotion. And so for me, it's just like, what's going to make me feel connected, make me feel really, really, really high vibe. And actually one of the most high vibe vibrational energies that we can experience is love. So maybe that's just like spending time with my puppy. Like that's a spiritual experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is so true. And do you like use spirituality throughout your business? Does that help you? Yeah. So I definitely do. So on a really practical level, like I will do things like, for example, I'm going into a new launch now. I'm launching my group coaching program and I will do things like a meditation where I actually visualize the people, their faces on zoom and like, us having fun in the group and all of the energies of the people. So I am using it to like manifest and attract that. But again, the goal of like all of this is to feel good and feel connected. And so before I do any work, I'm never going into my work being like, oh, I've got to do this task or I'm like in this bad mood. I'll use spirituality first to get in like a high energy state. Then Mm -hmm. I'll show up online. Then I'll record the podcast. Then I'll make the video because in that high vibe, energetic feeling state, that's when you're probably going to have more of a positive effect on your audience. Mm, That is so interesting. Well, I have absolutely loved this chat and I feel like you've just provided so much value and you're like a big inspiration to me. I love seeing everything you do and I'd love to know what's next for you. What's next in your personal life, your career, just everything. Sure. So as I mentioned before, I am just about to go into my group coaching program, which I absolutely love. But Mm. for me, actually, I'm going into a period of my life where I am like not winding things down necessarily, but I am going to be um, just really focusing. Yeah. And a lot of like travel, I'm building a house next year. Well, I'm building it now, but it should be ready next year. Hopefully. Congratulations. Um, 
staying here. And then we're going to be looking at possibly getting a place in Queensland as well. So, you know, I really absolutely am just still showing up trying to be the absolute best representation of what a fun freedom life looks like for my audience and coaching them both in my group coaching program and my membership while also just living that freedom lifestyle myself. That's amazing. You guys need to go and check out Erin on all of her socials. Yeah, just plug yourself. Tell us where we can find you. So YouTube, Instagram, everywhere, Erin May Henry, you know, just come hang out with me. Like send me a message in Instagram DMs. That's the best way to connect with me. I absolutely love meeting new people. So let's hang out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me all about this. This was so inspiring. And yeah, I'm, I absolutely love this episode. So thank you. Oh, it's so my pleasure. And thank you for asking such great questions. I think you did such an amazing job. And thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to today's episode. If you did, it would mean the world if you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This just really helps push my podcast out there. And I just really appreciate that. Plus, I love hearing your feedback. But if you want to hear more from me, make sure to go and head over to our Instagram, which is just the Inspired Mind Podcast. And also go and follow me on my personal Instagram, which is just Ella underscore Victoria. I've also got a YouTube channel where I vlog my daily life, which is Ella Victoria. And that's about it. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening and I'll speak to you guys in my next episode. Bye. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.